Blog Talk Radio. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for Jared Ferguson. from the Pokemon movie. I did graduate in the lower half of my high school class, and it was a rather stupid class overall. Yesterday, and I left the 
box of nails out on the island in the kitchen. And you know who is here. Bon, bon. Looking at you, buddy. Yes, he uh, was looking for some food. Jumped up on the counter and uh, knocked the nails off. But he seems to be A-OK. Five years, everybody. We've been at this for five years. Goodness. Can you handle it? Can you handle I believe it? it's our I need like a big magnet. Two hundred nineteen episodes. It just seems like yesterday that we were doing number one hundred. Man, <laughs> over over fifty eight thousand total listens. Fifty eight thousand times this show has been listened to. Fifty eight thousand times that people have have ruined their life. Well, let's be honest. Fifty eight thousand listens by Peyton Ezel himself. Shout out to Peyton. The only guy who's ever listened to our show, and he's done it 58,000 times. Peyton, you're the man. You're the man. Nominee for Caller of the Year. Yeah. Which, I mean, at some point, doesn't Peyton Ezell need his own award on this show? Probably. Probably. The Caller of the Year award. The the Peyton Ezell Battle Royal winner. That's taken already. How about like how about it. the Peyton Ezell Memorial Battle Royal? I like it. Not dead <laughs> yet, but, you know. I love it. You know, if they replaced that with Andre the Giant, we'd really be in business. Quit. We'd be in business, wouldn't we? Oh, man. Fellas. Fellas. How does it feel? Five years. That's I would the say cue I feel for you guys to talk about but... how it feels. I would say I feel accomplished, but you know, yeah, we we pay to have this show, so that's you know, not the case. Five years ago, we were like, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool if eventually this turned into something where people paid us to do it?" Yeah, here we are. We <laughs> half the time we pay to do it and don't even do it. So there you go. I'm still hanging in there. I'm, I'm still hanging in. There. I'm too busy, or I'm just this. I don't feel like doing a show. We're a bunch of losers sometimes, aren't we? Aren't we? Oh yeah. But you know what, folks? We can we can Huge call losers. ourselves out on our own. We can call ourselves out on our own bull crap. All right. We don't need you guys to do it. We keep exactly. ourselves in check. The Peyton Ezel Battle Royal. We'll just let the guys wrestle it out and see who determines the best call of the year. There you go. I like that idea. J Mark can do the Vader bomb. I'm gonna do this. You, you just put something in my head, which means I'm gonna have to do this. The Battle Royal. Yeah. <laughs> Can you guys hear these these nails being scooped up off the floor? Cannot. That's usually what our that's usually what our show sounds like. Nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Oh, that. That's the thing. That's the thing I'm looking for. Yeah. That's the thing you're looking for. Oh man, fellas, tell me a joke. Somebody got a joke? Tell me a joke. The drop board has made its appearance on the fifth anniversary show. Guys, I'm, I'm yep. amped up. Five years. Think about it. We we met Paul from Staten Island five years ago today. Five years ago. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it was that long ago. back in once, hasn't he, since then? Uh, once or twice, yeah. Something like that. Paul from Staten Island. I don't know what Paul from Staten Island is doing right now. As a matter of fact, forget that I ever brought it up. I don't 
really want to know. <laughs> uh, I do have to commend. I have to commend. Breaking hearts. I'll tell you, in the last five years, we've had John from Atlanta call. Uh, it was a good one. Uh, it was a good one. You know, that makes me feel watching, uncomfortable. Watching Fuzz uh, yeah. back up so quickly. Like a, he did George Costanza. Oh, the George Costanza here. on us. Vietnam. I have to commend I, our, our former selves, our five years ago selves, for for doing our first episode so uh, so appropriately. The timing of it is what I'm saying. Near New Year's, it just works out. It's easy to remember. Well, if you there recall, you I had lost my job. <laughs> so was it, we were man, looking, has it been that long? Yeah, we were just looking for something to do. Yeah. Your your social media has gotten you in so much trouble since then. It's hard to remember, you know, what came first. <laughs> has it? Huh? Has it? I don't... <laughs> All right, guys, this is the part of the show where Fuzz Hardeman dips out for a couple minutes while he takes Puppy Man outside to poop. Sweet. I'll I hope be he enjoys his... Uh... Which means it's a perfect good. time to go ahead and start. I'm, I think... Uh... Tonight I'm going to be giving you, since it's our fifth year anniversary, I'm going to give you our top ten shows by interaction over the last five years. All right. Very exciting. So number ten. Number ten, top 10 everybody. Is, uh, and I, I recalculated today. I haven't dipped out yet, if you guys haven't noticed. Comes in on February 1st. Dress appropriately. Stop interrupting. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be yelling in my garage. People can hear me. <laughs> exactly. I gotta think there's a dead body in there somewhere, which I laugh sort of uncomfortably, just in case. Anyways, I mean, there could be. February. Y'all don't know me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm done. Well, listen, I'm done. Go ahead. Go ahead. One thousand. 298 interactions at the listens and callers. It's the game six. Finally Friday edition. Finally Friday. Where I believe that we Finally. count down the top clutch moments in the history of sport. That's a good topic. Clutch moments. We didn't drop the ball there. You're like, hey, I like that one, <laughs> but you know, you know, we probably, we probably blew it. No, let's be honest. That's that's one Buddy, of the five I gotta... topics I've liked in all of our five years. <laughs> Kevin has literally liked none of our shows. <laughs> we we did the one episode of the the ten greatest boss battles in video games, so that kind of had my name written all over it. Kevin likes the one that he uh, picks out. Everything else, garbage. Garbage. I, Travis, Boy, that I want to say Travis set me up with that one. Okay, I'm I'm for real dipping out here for a minute. So you guys, you guys hold down the fort while Fuzz Hardman takes the puppy out to, uh, you know, take care of business. TTB <laughs> Bond style. Yes. About time Fuzz did well, something he's good at. Well, let's let's talk bad about Fuzz for a second. Let's recall the episode that you did set up for him, he and I, and the the sign oh, yeah. filled. 
reference episode, and then we did absolutely nothing with it. It was awful. Exactly. I set y'all up with the perfect show for you two guys to run, uh, and yeah, you didn't do it. You didn't do any of it. <laughs> uh, in fact, when I interjected my opinion that it may be one of the greatest shows of all time, Fuzz got mad at me. And and then didn't even talk about what he assumes and what he thinks is the greatest show of all time, Seinfeld. It's the perfect fuzz. Oh, I believe that was the serial killer. But the, the episode that I was conspicuously absent from, and then he proclaims it the best show ever, which makes me feel like garbage. There you go. The serial episode. He, he, he probably still uphold that. And yeah. uh, still make me feel like garbage to the day, to this day. Well, he's got good at making people feel like garbage. That's true. That's true. Is our, our most popular episode? Would it still be the Bradley, the, the Bradley dedicated episode? Is that that's one of your favorites, or? No, no, no. I was asking. I know for a long time it was our most popular, most listened to. Oh no! And I wasn't sure no, if that was still the case. Not. No longer on the top. Not even in the top ten. Really? Well, that's good, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That's In fact, number, uh... number nine on the top ten list is the Fatty Award, which is an annual show that, that shows up uh, every year, uh, which we'll be doing rather soon. A lot of our uh, annual shows are in the months between... January or the end of December and February, the end of February. So that'll be coming up. Uh, but the Fatty Awards, I believe the original on February 10th, 2013, uh, garnered us <laughs> 1,304 listens, archive listens, seven live and six callers. So when when was this? February the 10th, 2013. Nice. The first Fatty Award. It's a busy town of the year for us. The Chris Farley and the oh yeah, all the good stuff, all the good stuff. Yeah. Calling, calling our shots. It's pretty awesome. Um, in the past five years, it's been kind of crazy. It's, you know, one day when we're old and no longer do this, or you know, I mean, next week or something when that happens. Uh, We'll be able to go back and document uh, our lives based on the Fuzz Travis show. That may be the most depressing <laughs> thing I've ever said, but nonetheless, there you go. Surely. Surely. And we haven't even done be... the uh, the Naughty Wiener Dogs episode yet this year. Oh. oh. This is also That's an true. annual event. <laughs> we have so, so many. Yeah, we're just that unoriginal. And all we right have to have the beginning. Some, yeah, we're so unoriginal. We have to have the same. We have to do the same shows every year. And then last year we actually added the uh, Hall of Fame and Hall of Shame awards. That was fun. That was Always fun. fun. So, yeah. and so that's that actually is in April. So we'll be doing that show. in April pretty soon, so, uh, you know, each one of us got to add two people 
to the Hall of Fame and two people to the Hall of Shame. So uh, that was pretty awesome, to say the least. The Jim Barney Hall of Fame episode. (laughs) We're stinkers. Um, number, let's see, what's number next? Number eight episode of all time on the Fuzz and Travis show comes from October 28, 2012, and it checks in with 1,321 archive listens, three live listens, and nine callers. Wow. The uni Dubsky. Edition, the Uni Dumpsky Edition, where we broke down the top uniforms, or actually the top ten worst sports uniforms of all time. Particularly enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, they're just there's so much material to work with, especially lately. Maybe we'd do that. We'd do like the the worst unis, considering how many how many awful ones they've done in the past year or two. I wish we'd renew that episode. All right, the straw that <laughs> stirred the drink is back, everybody. God bless us all. What's happening? What I miss? I used to miss us hitting the top, uh, or number ten, nine, and eight on the uh, guys, top ten shows. Hey, be honest. Be honest. Did you guys talk bad about me? Yes. Yeah. How dare you? No, go ahead. What'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> give your give you guys your opportunity now. How how mature of you, Travis? How crass! Right, what'd you guys say? <laughs> Shut up! All right. Let's see how it is. Five years of doing the show, everybody. Sorry, we're shutting it down. That's it. Show's over, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Exactly. You got these guys to blame. You got these guys to blame. And the country breathes a collective sigh of relief. Shutting her down. Well, I got a little secret to tell you guys. You want to hear it? Here we go. I was listening the whole time. I had you guys on mute while I took Bond out, and somebody, by the way, didn't poop at all. He just, you know, took a big old honking leak, and he dragged me to a tree that he had to pee on, and, of course, walking right through mud, which I don't know what that was about, messed up on. But I heard you guys. Well, good at making people feel like garbage. Well... What we got? <laughs> Hour and 12 minutes left in the show. I hope you guys are ready to feel like garbage, because here it comes, brother. Here it comes. It turns out to be the episode we've been doing. I think you're good friends. I think you're sorry. Quite frankly, it's the same episode we've been, been doing, doing the past five years. Yes, men who can't, who, can't, uh, who can't tell their head from a hole in the ground, or however the phrase goes. <laughs> I thought we were trying to. I thought we were trying to mix things up, not give the people everything they've been hearing in the past five years. Hey, uh, hey, Domitel, you tell me something. Uh, do, your, do your parents have any children that live? What? Did your parents have any children that lived? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. The yes or no question: Did your parents have any children that lived? I know this is obviously a setup, so why would I answer? 
that was um, well, the answer, yeah, um, sure just you know <laughs> levels and levels and levels of stupidity, the likes of which I've never seen in my life. I may not know the answer yes, to this. And I'm sure they regret it. Anyway, let's move on, everybody. It's five years. I'm eating some delicious potato salad. My dog's staring at me on the floor here. I don't know what's going on, but I'm in a great mood. Woo! Dance all night long. I know what will continue oh, your great man. mood, Bud, and that's talking about our mm-hmm. next nominee for the Reba Little Caller of the Year, Ray Reynolds. Reba Little Caller of the Year. Ray, Ray Squatch, everybody. Ray Squatch. On the show just a few days ago. Again. You know, this wouldn't be a Fuzz and Travis show, by the way, if Fuzz Hardeman, yours truly, wasn't eating dinner on the show. Won't you go to right? Walmart Dollar General and get you some Pop-Tarts? It just seems like every time we've done a show, it's always, and my dog is just looking at this sandwich like, oh, man. But every time we've done a show over the last five years, for whatever reason, we do one where I'm just so hungry, I got to eat. I made a sandwich on the air. Thank you for that great intro, as always. Buzz is currently digging around trying to find something to eat before he kicks the... That was the sandwich drop. Yeah, my... Are you eating chicken pop-pies while you're naked? Chicken... Hit it. Hit it. <laughs> Chicken pot pies while you're naked? You know, there's a video out there somewhere of me appearing naked and appearing to eat a chicken pot pie. Now, where that, there is where a, that video is. There's a, still a picture circulating of me uh, under the Barack <laughs> Obama Hope shirt where I am, my posterior is uncovered. It's still being passed around. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey, think with flying things. I haven't seen that passed around in a long time, so I don't want to hear that. Come here, buddy. It's actually my uh, background screen on my phone. That's, that's unusual. How does, how, does your, uh, how does your girlfriend feel about this? Was it her idea? <laughs> oh well, we won't go there. We will not go there. Uh, this is obviously yeah. a trap to get me in trouble. So it's not like she listens either, though. Guys, yeah, let me, let me tell you. I, I worked with a I worked with a, a kid named Debo tonight. Okay, Debo. And Debo, Debo, his parents are from Nigeria. Okay, and the Nigerian Debo like nightmare. Oh, why didn't I call him that? That's a great nickname. Anyway, I I couldn't pronounce his name. I asked him how. He said how. All right. You know, I'll take your word for it. So, anyway, Debo is a good dude. So, shout out to Debo right now. But um, I said, uh, Debo, where were you when you heard the news? And he goes, what news? I go, that Lemmy from Motorhead died. He had an answer. I did not expect this 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 kid to have an answer, but he's like, "Oh, I was I saw it on Twitter. I was at home." <laughs> right on, dude. Uh. <laughs> Debo is. I, I nominate Debo for uh, the world's coolest teenager right now. Uh oh. We haven't had one in a while. Mm-hmm. 
We have not had been one in a while. A coolest, we've been looking for a world's coolest teenager. He's 19, though, so... Is there, really is there any chance this kid was not named after the character from Friday? I know, right? Exactly what I thought. I mean... That's my bike! Wow. Wow. Are you guys ready Man. to know the number seven all-time episode of Fuzz and Travis show? Let's hear it. It is. The fat guys finish last at the mm-hmm. buffet line where we broke down the top ten big guys in history. That comes from uh, 10 October 28th. Actually, October 21st, 2012, and rings in with 1,343 interactions on that bad boy. Number seven. Bad guys finished last. Well, how about that? Sounds like typical Fuzz and Travis show. Typical Fuzz and Travis show. I would love to uh, to one night have a, a show that frightens people the way that Orson Welles frightened people with uh, War of the Worlds many, many years ago. Many, many decades ago. Many, many moons only ago. We could, if we, only we could send people screaming into the streets. Suds when Peyton's on the line. Oh, Peyton taking, taking body blows. That is a, that is a call out to Peyton to... Uh, can he defend the Tennessee Titans? Their season, the season they had. Can he come on and defend the uh, defend them? The Titans can't defend. That's a call out. Them. That's a shout out. That's a call out. You know what, guys? You know what I forgot to mention? Today was my mother's sixty seventh birthday. Happy birthday, Holy mom! Later. Happy birthday, Fuzz's mom. Happy birthday, baby. And I'll be honest, really she's, the, she's, the real, she's the real person on this in St. Louis. I mean, you're kind of just a, you're a red herring. Red herring. How dare you? <laughs> I just told you a red herring. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about hey, being the commie fish? Oh, I feel great about it, actually. Um, I like <laughs> communists and I like fish, so bonus. Communism? You didn't know communism was a sensitive issue. Where's that? Oh, we made that as a drop. Oh, I know. I didn't realize it was such a sensitive issue. Communism? You didn't realize communism was a sensitive issue. What I'm talking about. Like a bow. Such a good idea. Has Ray Reynolds been contacted about this show? He's been invited to the event, and he said he was coming, so we'll see. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I won't harass him on Facebook then. Speaking of red herring. Yeah. Our next nominee for Caller of the Year, even Little Caller of the Year 2015, is none other than Charles Vanders, which we have come to realize Charles Vanders has been nominated every single year for Caller of the Year <laughs> and has never won it. Nope. Which happens to be four years running, which then leads us to the following drop. So this is for you, Charles. Goes Vanders. for the Dallas Cowboys! And we're the Bills! And I can't wait to rub this in his face! He's been telling us this for over 10 years about Dallas! No, it's the Bills! Buffalo all the way this time! 
before it happened. You know, hey man, it had it had to be. First of all, let me let me make mention of how he mentions in that. I'm gonna rub it in his face. No, well, if you only knew what was about to happen to you, sir. Yeah. If you only knew, you're not gonna rub anything in anybody's face. Second of all, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I feel like I feel like Frank is standing uh, right now. Yeah. Kasha? Kasha? <laughs> oh, man. I just love him. He's, he's just going nuts. He's doing this pro, this wrestling promo, and they get destroyed. It's not even close. They're not even half the score. It's like 50 to like 16 or something, maybe 10. I like I like how, many, how we've talked about this so many times. Like, it, every time we – I feel like every time we play that drop, we just think, man – he just has no idea about how bad it's going to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was what their second or third Super Bowl in a row. He doesn't. Anyways, number six on the top ten shows of all time comes from July 2nd, 2013. July. Great American Bash. Buy one, get one, get three free edition. Kruger, you couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. <laughs> there you go. Well, now see, now we're busting out those, all the Seinfeld episodes, the, the quotes, which we failed to do in that one episode. Now we're going to make up for it. This is our make-up episode. Yeah. Let's go back and remake, you know, recorrect all those those wrongs from our past. By the way, and I know this is randomly out of the far left corner, but did any of y'all see the video of the Memphis player who tackled the Auburn athletic trainer after the game and stole a football from him and ran off with it into the locker room? No. 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 Uh, This is must-watch when you get an opportunity. Um, the video basically picks up with him on the ground with the athletic trainer, and he stands up and shoves the athletic trainer down, ripping the ball away from him, and he runs into the locker room with his with the football over his head. It's amazing. <laughs> Sounds great. Of course, all the Auburn fans are like, we should prosecute, we should prosecute for stealing the football. But little did they realize that when the kick fix happened, Auburn kept the football. And that was an Alabama football, which, of course, Alabama did not care to have it back, but still. Don't be throwing stones, Auburn. Do not be throwing stones. I'd want it it back just to ruin their day, just to to ruin it for them a little bit. I I knew that today was special because I saw three, maybe four uh, Alabama fans. Mm -hmm. Give them a good roll tide, every, every one of them. And they're like, yeah, well done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Now, I did see this giant muddy truck with uh, muddy boots sticking up from the back of the the truck bed with a giant orange T on the back. I'm like, ugh, well, can't all be winners, huh? 
I said, easy, big fella. I actually saw oh, that an Auburn right. fan yesterday. Saw an Auburn fan yesterday, and uh, I was not very friendly with him. I'll put it that way. Right, so. And I'm you are one pathetic loser. But not very friendly, Auburn did you fashion, say? No, I didn't get that unfriendly. But in true Auburn fashion, <laughs> yeah, he, he came off like he had no brains at all. Let's say that. <laughs> well, to be expected. Uh, how, do, how does the show not have a friend named Smitty? Smitty. Oh, we need a Smitty, don't we? We need a Smitty. Smitty, roll Smitty that like the, uh, the Oh, man. What a great commercial. Uh, funny story about a guy named Smitty. I went to grade school with a guy named Jared, whose uncle was Smitty <laughs> the drummer from the, from the Jay Leno show. <laughs> nice. Speaking of Smitty, I went to school with a guy named Jared. What? <laughs> Sorry. That's what I thought you were doing. I was like, oh. Great school with a guy named Jared. So, you know, close enough, right? Smitty, Jared, anybody? Sure. <laughs> we'll take it. We will take it. Oh, man. Oh, we got a call. Um, no, we don't. All right, 256. Area code, who is this, and where are you calling from? This is Ben Hayes and Jackson Hayes. We're calling from oh, Muscle Shoals, yeah. Alabama. They did the right Click. thing, Travis. They did, did the right, the right thing. thing. Holler. <laughs> On a school night, no less. Just On a school night? Well, break. It's, 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 Christmas it's not break. a school night. We're on a break. Sorry, it's a holiday break. I don't want to offend any of you out there. That's right. That's right. I just want to send any specialers. So are you guys having uh, a good time? You just sound tired. Is that accurate? Well, we were actually laying down to go to sleep because we're getting up and going hunting in the morning, but we did the right thing and called in. <laughs> That's a guilt trip, isn't it, Granny? So uh, what time are uh, the, the, the Hayes boys getting up to murder animals? Uh, what time are we going to get a murder animal? Okay. Probably 4.30. <laughs> oh. You might want to go murder an animal with us. <laughs> you're doing, no, you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing by not getting enough rest to shoot guns in the morning. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> he makes a good point. But this is the fifth uh, anniversary show. So it's worth it. It is the fifth anniversary show. So it's this well is the worth. only time we'll celebrate our fifth anniversary. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. Hi, Billy Bob. <laughs> Sorry, he's drunk. You blew it! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean. You're drunk. Jackson, quit. Stop. Well, Jackson. People might this believe is, that, Jackson. This is a family radio show. There's thousands of people listening. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody's listening. But if you are, imagine the lines are open. Seven six zero. Just imagine the lines for just imagine the lines for Star Star Wars. Eleven oh five. We did go see that movie last night, by the way. I mean, it's fun. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. 
You guys wish and, us a happy anniversary, and we'll let you get back to sleep so you can shoot animals, right? Uh, we wish you a happy anniversary. Oh, and, uh, you shouldn't have. I know, I know. Well, I hope you guys have a, a good rest of your show. How much longer does your show run today? Tonight? Oh, about an hour. Another hour? That's gonna, that's, a, that's a late show. Oh, it's hell. Oh, we got like that's, you can tell his voice is thinking that's a little excessive. You, you guys, guys, <laughs> guys, we we have a special guest that just called in. Stockton, California, you're on the. Why air. don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> hey guys, such a great drop. Jamar, Stockton, California, Jamar, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, you do. You do. Well, you we know, here's the deal. You, you, you know, you send me these messages, and it's like, hey, we're on the air in 15 minutes. And, like, two <laughs> weeks ago you sent it to me, and I was at worship team practice. Last week you sent it to me, and, like, I was at my mother-in-law's for Christmas. Last night you sent oh, it to me. Oh, a perfect time to call. And, you know, and, I, and I, have been, I have been sick as a dog all week. I have not been to the office. I've barely been out of the apartment. Because it's your fifth anniversary show, I decided to call in. Here we go. Can be. You hardly get out of your partner anyways, be honest, Shamar. Not <laughs> true. Not true at all. <laughs> oh, it, it, might, it might be Stockton, but I don't just stay hunkered down in here. You know, I lived in Memphis for two years. I can Stockton's I confuse you with me. I'm sorry. In Memphis. I imagine in Memphis you tried to stay more indoors than uh, than Stockton. Well, well, you know, the, inter- the interesting thing is, no, actually, you know, I, I actually wandered around uh, Foot Homes, Claiborne Homes, the housing projects in Memphis, and, uh, you know, uh, Jamar, you shouldn't do that. Poor people are going to try and kill you. Well, you know, you know, there was a there was this great thing that happened one time. We had a group from, I think it was Oklahoma Christian or Lubbock Christian, very, very white-bred kids, you know, and, uh... <laughs> And as we as we go walking through the projects, we were we were running a camp for the kids in the inner city, and we had walked some of the kids home. And as we were walking back, you know, all these people came out and said, "Oh, don't you know this is a bad neighborhood? What y'all doing out here? You need to get out of here." And you know, and this one this one girl, she goes, "Why are they so angry at us?" Because <laughs> <laughs> you're poor. And I just people I people just have a is it. Jamar, you've been around. You've been uh, around uh, uh, poverty-stricken folks for a long time. Don't you find it strange that people <laughs> just have like this odd fear of of people who don't have money? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, it, people people assume that you know people make assumptions. Well, I mean, basically because we've told all these stories to ourselves to justify, you know, like well, somebody somebody else is cool and I'm not. I mean, I. Grow, grow, and, and you know, there, there's often these kind of political and religious undertones. I mean, like one time, uh, I, I was at, uh, believe it or not, uh, was at Lads to Leaders Camp back in the mid '90s. Wow. Um, down down at Faulkner in Montgomery, Alabama, and I had this guy about a fish out of water. Uh, yeah, right. I had this guy argue with me for like an hour that you know, if people were poor in Africa and they were starving. That obviously they had done something to torque God off, that they were not being good Christians. And he he quoted the Bible passage at me, you know, since when have I, you know, when have I ever seen the righteous forsaken or you know the righteous men go hungry or whatnot? 
And, you know, it's it's like, well, all right, if that's the way you want to use the Bible. Um, yeah, you're wrong, but go for it. Uh, you know, that was but, um, um, just, you know, levels and levels and levels of stupidity, the likes of which I've never seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, you know. So, I, you know, I mean, we, 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 as a culture, we like to assume that good people get rewarded and bad people get punished. You know, it's almost like straight karma. And so if you're in a bad situation, you must be bad. And, um, yes. you know, and I always I always say this. I love it when people are like, you know, they try to shame poor people on, on Black Friday by showing the videos of, you know, people fighting over, over toys or whatever in, in, the, in the stores. I always say, look, at the end of the day, having, having like, known poor people all my life, I said, they don't blow money any worse than you do. You just have more money to blow than they do. Boom. Well, well this show is proof. This show, this show is proof. We, we, this show exists. We created this show, and yet we still have a roof over our heads and, and food to eat. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, you, no, I mean, I mean, it's all can be. You know, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, I think another thing is people people expect that like if you're poor that you should just have you know crappy stuff and uh, you know eat rocks and be thankful for it, um, you know. Uh, so anyway, uh, you know all all that all that being said, um, I mean I don't want to I don't want to rip on anybody. It's just. Uh, I, we we don't we don't understand each other well and we don't understand our world well and it's a lot easier to just depend on what we've been told our whole lives what's comfortable to us what what requires the least amount of sacrifice from us or whatever you know and and I mean I'm just as I can be just as guilty of that as anyone else. Well, on that note, how do you feel about being the <laughs> Reba Little Caller of the Year nominee? Well, you know, I I feel okay. Well, who is Reba Little anyway? Whoa, I don't even know whoa, who Reba whoa. Little is. You Bite need to... your tongue. That's no, okay. Really, you need to, you need to explain your story man. to me. Young man, young yes. man. She is a uh-huh. she is a queen. She was she was oh. she's a queen. Uh, she is our uh, she is our late friend Rebecca Little that we met at Camp Nayati. Unfortunately, she passed away about oh I guess it's been almost two years now. Coming up on two yeah. years, uh, but she she used to call into our show every week, uh, and uh, she uh, found somehow maybe the only person who has ever found great entertainment from what we do here <laughs> on this show, and uh, we provided a bit of just a bit of distraction from the uh, pain and the unfortunate circumstances of her having. Well, now, okay, now that you mention it, uh, uh, Fuzz, I do remember seeing pictures of her with you on Facebook and whatnot uh, mm-hmm. back in the day as mm-hmm. Rebecca Little, but I, the Reba threw me off. I didn't know that was the nickname of hers. I got gotcha. um, you. know, I, I, hear, I hear Reba, and I just think of the red-headed country singer, you know. There you Basically, go. it could have been shortened up into, oh, her, her name was Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, uh, that's awesome. well, the award is Now that you mentioned, I do remember uh, seeing seeing pictures of her tags with you guys on, on Facebook and, and just this uh, very, very beautiful smile and, uh, you know, so. Quite possibly so, um, the most beautiful woman ever lived. Um, I'll just throw you that know. out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry for your loss. But, uh, it's a high standard, but you know, she she lived up to it. So, indeed. Now, I have I have, uh, I have two things. I have two two issues of business to conduct with our friend Jamar here. I, first of all, I'd like to I would like to commend him and thank him for his his Facebook account. He his is actually one of the rare occasions where I actually uh, I want to read the things that he posts. Uh, be very very good insight in, into certain issues and often posts about music. Now that leads me to my second point, my second issue of business. Is there an album is there an album released this year that you would that you would recommend to our public? That I personally I would like to know because I'm always looking for new music and I respect your opinion. Release something this you would year. like to Yes. That's that's the problem. I, I don't know that I listened to anything that's like pre nineteen ninety six anymore. <laughs> That's my fault. I should, have, I should have picked up on from Well, Tamar just I, I broke think... out his Alanis Morissette CD. Uh, no, <laughs> never. Oh, and I will take that back <laughs> oh, because look, I own, I own Alanis some. Alanis Morissette's like, not that bad. She's not that <laughs> bad. I'm not saying that, but like, okay, within '90s music, what you're going to tend to find me listening to is like Spring Web Freeze. I have been known to listen to Toad the Wet Sprocket, but I'm more of a fan of like Screaming Trees or uh, Mother Love Bone or Pearl Jam, okay. Temple of the Dog, right. that kind of thing. Um, but you no, know, most of what I listen to that, that might be like later than that is uh, stuff that people have been around forever still releasing. You know, like I own stuff by Bob Dylan from like the 2000s and and uh, stuff from Willie Nelson that's later. Um, so, but no, unfortunately, I just, um, I, now I would recommend this, and it may have actually been re- released in 2014, unfortunately, but, uh, but speaking of Bob Dylan, they re-released his, uh, uh, basement tapes fully raw, um, from Big Pink with the band, um, of course, you might remember the band as the ones who did the, the night they drove old Dixie down, or up on Table right Freak. But uh, great band. Anyway, huh? Great band. Yeah, they 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 were a great band. Of course, uh, Levon Helm from the band died a couple of years ago, so I think there's only like two surviving members. But anyway, uh, that's one thing. That's one thing that I would I would highly recommend to anybody because it's not just a significant uh, piece of, of work from Bob Dylan and the band, but it's a significant piece of uh, let's call it Americana. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I can't. I can't give you much recommendations for new music. I'm sorry. I'm kind of worthless on that. Well, that's level. my bad. I should have picked up on that theme from your your post. It's usually not about uh, modern music. In fact, the most recent but thing I can recall is, is your 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 commendation of <laughs> of now. Don't don't be angry at me for calling you out on that. I'm not clearly calling you out. I'm mentioning the I believe it was <laughs> Michael Bolton. Your Michael Bolton album. Oh goodness. You know, I knew I was going to get into more trouble than I intended with that. Um, <laughs> you can stuff your stories in a sack, Mr. 
no, celebrate uh, the entire catalog. <laughs> yes, you, you, you celebrate this. <laughs> well, you know, my, my, my thing is this. Um, for, for years, my guilty pleasure was that I really liked his uh, 1989 Soul Provider album. Uh, for what it was. <laughs> for what it was. It's, you know, and I think that what I describe it as on Facebook, you know, it was a, you know, like this syrupy drenched uh, blue-eyed soul album for, you know, love-struck yuppies, you know. What's, um, what's it like Jamar, having a Britney look about you? you, like, walking down the street on a sunny day listening to Two Princes by the Spin Doctors on your Walkman? On your um, Walkman? I... I think oh my Walkman, I that probably that probably happened in North Alabama in the early nineties. I just came up with that, that thought may, originally in my head, by the way. That may very well have happened. <laughs> that was, you know, a full head of hair and fifty pounds ago. But uh, uh oh, man. Your I used to have a full head of hair. Album. What was that, Travis? Along with your <laughs> Huey Lewis and four album. Travis, the what album? <laughs> four. Oh, Blues Traveler? <laughs> Keep going. We're good. We're good. Thank you. Okay. I, this is Kevin, by the way. This is Kevin. Oh, Kevin, get, where's get Travis? straightened out. Where's Travis? We left him. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, well, I'm I'm out, you know what? You and, you, and, you, and, you and Travis sound quite a bit alike over the air or phone or whatever. <laughs> racist. That's racist. That old yeller. Uh, so, anyway... So uh, what 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 uh, what what lovely things would you like me to enlighten you with tonight? Tamar <laughs> the Enlightener. We just are living kidding, in just kidding. Age. No, I, would, I, I would probably I would probably unenlighten you. <laughs> Travis, what was the thing that you said about uh, when Jamar is right about something? Something to the effect of is Travis still on the air? Do I need to check this? Hello? <coughs> okay. Anyway, it was something to the effect of uh, you're in for a bad time if you disagree with Jamar when he's right. <laughs> yeah, I Which is true. Sure. What I'm saying is something that I actually said. So, yeah, I actually absolutely said that. But yeah. This is Travis, by the way. Oh, I, good. I've noticed <laughs> whenever... Whenever somebody on Facebook says something and you know you're right, oh, you lay the hammer down, dude. It's not pretty. <laughs> I love watching it, personally. I love watching it, but it's just like, oh, man. Because some people just want to fight you, and they're just wrong. And uh, Well, yeah. <laughs> I, you know. And you get very passionate. When you when you're right about something, especially when you when you you know you this is something you've thought a lot about, you know, and I love it. Well, you know, and of course another thing you might notice is that generally I you know if if uh, if I make a statement you know and somebody disagrees, unless they're just being a turd salad about it, uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like you know, I I, I try. I, sorry about that. Um, no good. No, we like to. I I I tr- I try to start out. You know, I try to start out very. Um, you know, here's the facts. Now, if you if you want to keep arguing it with me and then become belligerent, that's where I kind of like, 
okay, I can do this too. <laughs> you you give them enough rope to hang themselves with. You you give them an out. You basically say, listen. In so many words, you basically say, listen. You're wrong. You're making a fool of yourself. And this can end right now. Or I can do my thing. And every it's like every time I see this, they're just like, nope. I'm going to fight you on this. And then you're like, all right, here we go. <laughs> it's beautiful, though. It's beautiful. Well, because and, you're, and, and you're such a smart guy. Well, and you're, you're, so, not, and it, you're well-spoken. And it's, <laughs> and, 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 and it's not just it's not just like me trying to be clever. There's something right. that I'm really passionate about, especially in the age that we live in, and it's called information integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're if you're a Christian or you're one of these new atheists or you're whoever, and you got to be in your bonnet about something, you know, then it needs to be about the right thing. And you know, if you've got a problem with Muslims, right, that's fine, but you better tell the truth about them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a problem with some brand of Christianity, that's fine it's you know we we i mean humans disagree conflict is inevitable that's fine but you need to be able to tell the truth about them um and and i try to assume that most people if they post something that's ignorant or untruthful that it's just because they don't know any better mm-hmm. and so that's why i try to say okay i'm hearing a lot of scuttlebutt about this here's the scoop, you know, and I'll research it and I'll look into it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or it's something that I already know about or whatever. And and then what frustrates the living stew out of me is that then once I've gone to, to all the work of doing that, they still want to hang on to it. Because then I have to say, well, obviously you're not concerned with information integrity. You're just concerned with your side. Um, here's here's a very important question I have to ask you. You're familiar with okay. the website Snopes, right? Yes, I am. And and I, I imagine that you've probably ventured on the Snopes uh, a time or two. A time or two. Have you ever? Okay, this is a two part question. Have you ever Snopes anybody? Like as like as an individual person or. Like, like, have you ever out. just, like, somebody posts something or somebody says something and you just leave a Snopes article there being like, hey, you're wrong? Uh, I typically don't just leave the article. I will typically, like, put a little introduction commentary on to say, look, here's okay. what's at stake in this. And, you know, this can this can shed some light onto the discussion. because Because nine times out of ten with Snopes, what you're going to find is that, like, those chain emails circulating around or those stupid memes going around, <laughs> you know, are yeah. they come from out of nowhere. And, like, the the information on them is utterly uh, fictitious. And, uh, you know, or or it's it's based in something maybe real, but it's it's been completely twisted to be something other than what it really was. Okay, um, and the second part of my question, have you ever Snopes yourself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
have I ever, you know what, I may have on an occasion or two. Because here's the thing, if I post something and someone shows me that I'm wrong, I will mm-hmm. admit it and apologize on Facebook. I just delete it, no. and I just, you know, run away embarrassed. Well, no, because <laughs> I, I have actually, I have actually, it hasn't happened often, but there's been about two or three times where someone has shown me that I'm wrong, and, you know, and here's the deal. Now, if it comes down to I interpret the facts differently than you do, no, because that, now, you know, we can still have the conflict, but when it comes mm-hmm. down to you were factually wrong about this, like this is this has not you know then then I'm I'm you know I'll, I'll I will I will tend to soften up and retract and and say I'm sorry I was wrong and once again that's because I I I do that because I would expect someone else to do that. I got Snopes last week. Somebody that I actually that actually uh, trust, who, whose opinion I trust very much uh, when it comes to. Um, current events posted uh-huh. something on their Facebook and uh I I I'm I'm guilty of only reading the uh the uh subject on and then uh-huh. reposting the the article. Like and the, I got a text the headline or whatever. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> which I which I don't I don't typically do. But I was like for whatever reason I just did it and I shared it and then went to work. And then I get this text message from somebody with a Snopes article, and I was like, shoot, I got Snopes. And I was like, all right, well, not doing that again. Well, I learned it my know, and, and And you do. But, you know, long story short, I think Facebook can be just a really, a really great vehicle, um, you know, for – uh, for communication, um, even even for even for uh, activism and change and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I think it needs to be used carefully. And most, I think it's going to be a vehicle for irresponsibility as well. Well, right, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I remember when the internet was first happening. Now, you know, when when Al Gore first invented the internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. No, you know, my my home had. Um, had you know whatever was the you know the precursor to the internet as early 1989, it was like dial up and you had to pay by the minute by the minute yeah or by the minute by the minute dude wow and um but anyway so I mean you know growing up uh you know when as the internet started taking off like I was I was pretty excited by the possibilities because you know I was like finding all kinds of new stuff you know it was great. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take me long to realize, though, that as soon as you make this this Internet thing a public commodity, which is fine and great, but that it's going to also be populated with morons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It took them, it took them a few years to figure out how to use the thing, okay? But by about 95, 96, it was, <laughs> it was already starting to get overrun. So, what, but, was the, mean, uh, what was the what was the uh, what was the news group that you were involved with? Be honest, you were in one. What was it? Uh, that really didn't happen until I I probably around ninety or ninety one when we went over to Prodigy, which was you know still dial up. I don't think you paid by the minutes, but I started hanging out mostly actually not in the not in the news groups but in the music groups. Is that right? Um, Yes, uh, because there were great, uh, you know, alternative and punk and 
things like kind of groups and you know and people would people would be like creating bootlegs. I didn't get involved in that because I didn't have any money, you know. But uh, still, it was really you probably should have gotten involved in that. They couldn't sue you. Huh? Well, yeah. I mean, and later later on, when it came to uh, like Bob Dylan shows, Grateful Dead shows. Um, I did. I did some. I, I did get involved in the in the live bootleg trade for a little bit, but nothing nothing major. You know, few few soundboard no recordings here and there. Huh? No, no, Metallica. no Metallica bootlegs. That never that never happened for me. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I think you know I think the 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 kind of out, outside of Dylan and Dead that I ever got was like I think I got a couple of Tom Waits bootlegs one time. But um, anyway, uh, so but but I mean once again, um, I mean right now we are living in an age where where information integrity is a problem, and we are living in an age where we get so much information so fast, no one is vetting the information, you know, people are not weighing the information, and uh. You know, it's very difficult a lot of times to get a straight story about anything. Um, hey, Marta, to shift uh, subjects just for a second, this is our fifth-year anniversary episode. Uh, what were you doing probably five years ago today? Ooh, approximately five years ago today. Probably, probably was about to. I was probably playing SmackDown versus Raw. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Not bad. And uh yeah, you know, having having another great Muda versus great Kabuki dream match. Um <laughs> and uh, you know, getting ready for uh for uh probably a half day at work for the most, you know, the thirtieth, going into the thirty first, right, you know. Getting ready for a, a half day of work at uh managing Hillview Manor apartments out in Henderson. Sweet. Still living in Henderson, Tennessee at that point. And yeah, um, well, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there, point and click, get in there, talk about www.com, and you got then that naked chicks on there, man, you go click, 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 it's real easy, man. <laughs> yeah, man all right. It's my man, Boomhauer, talking about the internet. Hey, uh, Jay Mar, uh, our number five episode all time, I think, plays into uh, something you probably could talk about a little bit. It's the sequined robe episode from June the 9th, 2013. And we broke down the top ten greatest to ever wear the sequined robe. Oh. So, a very specific topic. And believe it or not, uh, we had 1,381 listens to that episode. Well, you talked about so sequin robes, huh? Yeah, and the people who wore them better than anyone else. Well, well, you know, I I was always, of course, you know, everybody talks about Ric Flair. You know, you can't you can't have that discussion without Ric Flair, right? Yeah. I was always real partial. And this is going to surprise people, but uh, to the Freebirds, you know, Michael Michael P. S. Hayes had his. I'm the leader of the gang kind of sequin robe that he wore that had the big Confederate flag done out in sequins across the back. Oh, yeah. It kind of had a cape to it. 
and uh, you know, and and uh, Terry Gutt- Terry Gordy and Buddy Rogers, like you know, had their kind of little dude versions of it. But it was just funny because Terry Gordy was like you know seven feet tall and three hundred and eighty pounds or something, you know. But yeah, um, I mean, he well, he wasn't that big, but he was still big. <laughs> Um, Nothing pretty uh, much. Nothing much. Oh, sorry. You know, but I, you know, I know I, I always. My only memories uh, of actually seeing uh, Terry Terry Gordy comes from 2008 at the Ted Petty Invitational in uh, the armpit of Illinois, which is uh, Joliet. And before the show, he's just uh, sitting, or he's not sitting in the crowd, but he's like just kind of out in the crowd, and he's doing Hindu squats with weights in his hand. Who? And then he goes to the back. Terry Gordy. Terry Gordy died in 2001. Who am I thinking of? Terry... I don't know who you're thinking of. But Terry, Terry Gordy died in 2001. Whatever he was, he knew a lot about the 18. Wow. Well, Terry Gordy came back from the dead. Was that the 2008 <laughs> Petty Invitational? <laughs> <laughs> are, are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't? Uh, it wasn't you know one of those fake free birds like Jimmy Garvin or something. <laughs> he is not. Uh, he is not known to be the one to disappoint the crowds. But some uh, of the guys who was some of the they, guys you know they reanimated they reanimated yeah. Terry Gordy. I mean, uh, you know that'd be kind of creepy. That would be There's a great a match. You know, the, a hologram. The, the the under the Undertaker versus the Terry Gordy hologram. <laughs> Who was it? This is, this is going to be a live me. match. That would get awkward. Well, I see Eisenhower was actually on our list. Uh, sequin robe wears. Um, gold dust. Stunning Steve Austin. I must not have been on That's this episode. right. I forgot that when, when Steve Austin was part of the Hollywood Blondes, he did he did uh, do the sequin robe thing, didn't he? Yeah, Isn't that weird? Uh, Creed. Apollo Creed, yeah. all those guys, you know. So they made the list. You know, didn't didn't Paul Orndorff wear a sequin robe? I'm yeah. sure he did oh, yeah. at some point. If not, he missed an opportunity. And, and I'm wondering, Greg the Hammer Valentine always had some sweet ones, too. Tracy Smothers is who I'm thinking of, by the way. Oh, Tracy Smothers. Yeah, that's a very different guy than Terry Gordy. Tracy Smothers. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking Terry Gordy. Uh, Tracy Smothers was one of the wild-eyed Southern boys, not one of the free birds. I think it, I think I had the uh, <clears throat> the uh, rubble flag in my head. Is why. Well, and the, and one and once again, it's just hilarious given given the market. Jamar, the rebel flag is not hilarious. It stands for racism and murder. No, I understand that, but what I'm what I'm saying is, <laughs> given the market that that the wild-eyed Southern boys were working in. Which mm-hmm. was which was which was over half working class black, you know, that had been mm-hmm. like the market that that had propelled uh, Ernie Ladd and Junkyard Dog to fame, you know, and Butch yes. Reed and guys like that. Given the market that they were in, I'm pretty amazed that they got over like they did. Oh, indeed, but you know, different time. It was a different time. It well, it really was. It really was. Um, you know, of course, one of one of my favorite things about when you look at '80s wrestling is how Bill Watts was able to tag team Junkyard Dog with Dick Murdoch. Because you may, you may, yeah, that's not pretty amazing. This, but because Dick, but Dick, Dick Murdoch, Murdoch was, was a, a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, he was actually 
I've read a story where Dusty Rhodes said one time Dick Murdoch said, I'm going to take you to a party. So they went, and he showed up, and it was a Klan rally. You mentioned Dusty Rhodes at a Klan rally? Oh, my goodness, I know. (laughs) Oh, you guys are a monkey. (laughs) Dusty Rhodes may as well be Malcolm X at a Klan rally. Pretty much. Was that the only thing I've ever heard? I'm glad I'm glad that, that you're on this show because we had a show last night and we were discussing the American Dream Dusty Rhodes in public mm-hmm. and beans. And Don Mateo, my good friend Kevin here. He said he, he just hasn't gotten butt. that into Dusty Rhodes promos. And I want you to sit here and set him straight on that. Okay, what is it? Tell, Tell him how he's wrong. Tell Don how he's wrong. Dusty Rhodes. About du- one of the one of the top. I'm gonna say I'm gonna put this out there. One of the top five promos of all time. Well, I mean, how okay. could you say that, Kevin? I got I gotta ask you this, Kevin. How could you say that after the Hard Times promo? How could you Thank say you. that after the Hard Times we promo? Played, and we played the Hard Times promo. See, this, ladies and gentlemen, this is a perfect, a classic example of how people, how how words can be so blown out of proportion. This is obviously <laughs> not, none of this is what I said, Jay. Oh, this is what you said. I've not even, yeah, I've I believe, not even I watched believe, I believe, and I've I not can, even watched can, that promo for being, I can't even talk. Okay, go ahead. If I can just quote what you said on last night's show, you said, Dusty Rhodes, not a good promo. That's what you said. Continue. Um, who would who would in your mind be your top five favorite promos? Buzz yes, or Travis or, or Don? Huh? Yes, me oh, or Don I, Mateo? I'll ask, I'll ask I'll ask Don Mateo. Who would be your top five favorite promos, Kevin? Don't turn this around on me. I have <laughs> I said I have hardly no because I, I have I have, I have an answer. You're gonna have to think about your answers. I said I have not gotten into Dusty Rhodes because I have not watched a lot of Dusty Rhodes. Not I've watched that's, all that's, his promos and his matches, and he's awful. I have not said those things. That's, because well, that's more you know, of course, you the, could always, you could always like, me and my friends did. Me and my friends did growing up, and we would we would always say who would win in a fight between uh, that big blob, that big red blob on Dusty Rhodes' belly, and that uh, big lump on Ric Flair's back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's classic. Did you not, hey, and uh, Gorbachev's big red uh, thing on his head had to be a oh, yeah. guest referee. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But no, I'm surprised after my, five my, years. I'm surprised my, after my five years we don't have a a Fuzz and Travis show drinking game where every time Don Mateo gets offended by something I say, take a drink. <laughs> no, I know. I know who my top. I know who my top five favorite promos are. You just guys, right, let's, not let's, just promos, let's guys, guys on the mic. Just guys on the mic. Let's hear it. Okay. Let's hear it. And 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 it's not necessarily a particular order because I like them all like for their own reasons pretty equally. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm gonna say like basically at number five I'm gonna say Bobby the Brain Heenan. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to put Jim Cornette in there. So you got two managers now. All right. Who who are great talkers? Uh, Dusty Rhodes obviously. That's the third one. Ric Flair. Is going to be in there, um, and then you know the other one that I'm going to say, it's kind of a wild card, but you know if you think about it, if you think about it, it's Jerry Lawler. 
Wow. And, I didn't and see the, that re- and the reason I say Lawler, go back, if you ever get a chance, right before when they were doing the lead-up to Super Flash 3. Because Lawler was not one of those guys who screamed and yelled, right, you know? Yeah, he, he did never, not at all. And there was just this way he, and I don't, I, I can't really describe it, but he, he was, when he was getting ready to go up against Terry Von Eric for that unified title of Super Flash 3, he looks at the camera, and it's like he's just cutting, his eyes are cutting through the camera, and he's like, you know what, Terry, you're probably going to ask yourself, am I going to lose? Am I going to embarrass my family and make them ashamed of me? Yes, you are, Terry. <laughs> and it's Amazing. Like, it's just it's just things like that that are so cutting and set with no no real emotion at all. Just you know, yeah. And so I think Lawler, I think Lawler had a special gift for that. Um, I'm gonna, you know, it's hard to narrow down to five for me, but I got to put Paul Heyman in mind. Yeah, and yeah. Part of the reason is just. It's it, it's almost exactly opposite of what you said about Jerry Lawler. It's because of the emotion that he he did have in his. But it's the mm-hmm. same with Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, you know, the same thing. He had a lot of emotion in his. Um, this might this one might surprise you, but I think you, you guys can understand this one. Vince McMahon. Oh yeah. Very very good promo. Uh, of course, Ric Flair is in my in my list, and uh, Steve Austin's got to be in there for me. Oh yeah, yeah. Once again, I think I think your list is kind of a product of when you grew up versus when I grew up. Sure, but number five, you know, not number five. It's in no particular order, you know, like yours. But fifth one there, you know, I'm hard pressed to find anybody else who's going to be. That I can think off the top of my head, at least that I enjoy more than Dusty Rhodes. Well, so Dusty I mean, Rhodes that, is in my top five. And that's true. Of course, then you know I can think of the worst promos I've ever heard too. And pretty much anybody with the last name Von Eric cut the worst promo ever. <laughs> yeah. Like if you right. go back and you watch old world class like tapings, like like. Especially Carrie. Carrie is the worst man on a microphone that I have ever heard in my life. And I, I hate to speak ill of the dead, but they should never have given Carrie a microphone. Well, thankfully you're on the Fuzz and Travis show, so we uh, we have no problem speaking ill of the dead. Well, I'm just exactly. I'm just saying, you know, I you it's know the regularity I mean, on this show. Yeah, but I, I I've always I've always. When I was a kid, I thought that Von Eric promos were weak and stupid, and they, you know, they which never, is, they never got me. A, a great transition huh? into the announcement of our fourth best episode of all time, as we speak ill which of the is? dead. This episode speaks ill of some dead trees. It's the when the roll is called up yonder recycle edition. We broke down Ooh. the top ten best ways to recycle Tumor's Corner, or the Tumor's Oaks. At Tumor's Corner in Auburn, Alabama. Beautiful. So there you go. Beautiful. Number four all time. When was that episode? Uh, that was uh, May the fifth, two thousand thirteen. I'm going to go ahead right now and guess Don Mateo's top five promos of all time. Uh, somewhere uh, out there is a is a Baron von Rasky promo just waiting <laughs> to be put on YouTube. <laughs> 
And that's um, all the people need to know. <laughs> yeah. What what a line that was. Um probably some Iron Sheik in there. George the Animal Steel. Uh let's see, I got two more. Uh uh We'll go Bruno San Martino and uh, 19, late 1970s Bob Backlund, not the crazy mid 90s uh, Bob Backlund that was actually pretty great. Oh, and, 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 I and, and, I love that Bob. And Brett Brett Hart just because of how bad of a promo he was. Don, did I get any of them right? Well, you got you got Brett Hart, but Brett uh, Brett Hart during Brett Hart during that particular era where he was going against. What was his name? The MD, the dentist? Particularly oh, during that era. Isaac, Isaac Yankum. Isaac so Yankum. So ready for Particular- Isaac Yankum to be off of my WWE network. <laughs> I'm over it. He should get the Hogan treatment. Man, you know, you Glenn know Jacob has been main eventing for gonna... 20 years. Huh? You guys realize that? Glenn Jacobs has been main eventing, main eventing WWE for 20 years. Years. Well, is that, is I mean, that what we call it? Is, do we call it main eventing? I mean, really? Is he main eventing? He's been in the main event. When he had a world title shot as 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 late as this year. It's perfect <sighs> transition into our number three show of all time, and one of my personal favorites, the reality check. Yeah, from February the seventeenth, two thousand thirteen, where we. Reality check, teenage girl syndrome. That was good. That was actually a uh, topic brought up um, or inspired and uh, thought up, I should say, by one Rebecca Little. There you go. Reality Whose family check, doesn't even call her Joe, Rebecca, by the way? Well, I'm actually, you know, I'm actually old enough to have a teenage daughter. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I'm old. I mean, I guess, I guess I am too. But that'd be weird. You'd have had to start pretty early. My life would have been a lot different. Thank goodness that didn't happen. Sid vicious. Yeah. Top five promo. Sid vicious. See, if I had a child, if I had a teenage daughter, thirteen right now, I'd have been sixteen when she was born. Yeah. No, no girls wanted to have anything to do with me when I was sixteen, so <laughs> we're good. And hey, thirteen years later, we're about the same. Heyo. Which what's more yeah. fun than pranking a teenage girl? Which leads us into a perfect transition into the number two show <coughs> of all time. Numero dos. The pranksters slap your yeah. mama edition from February twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen. We talked about the greatest pranks in the history of mankind. There you go. Oh, man. All right, in the all history right, of mankind, right, real though. Farrell Hall. Well, Farrell Hall had some good pranks. Don Mateo, let's hear it, brother. What are your five promos? Your top five men on the mic. Well, the, uh, I said Sid Vicious, right? You, uh, you know what I do? Love the good on the mic. I <laughs> love with for number four, the Shockmaster. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. 
wait, who's your number three going to be, Kamala? <laughs> I'm messing with you, Don Mateo. Boogie man. The taskmaster. You know, here's what's funny is the other day I actually mentioned to Don Mateo a uh, – I actually mentioned to Don Mateo there was a Sid Vicious promo that I actually really, really liked that I watched recently. It was setting up a tag team match between uh, the one, two, three kid and Sid Vicious versus Razor Ramon and Marty Jannetty. And <laughs> Ted DiBiase was the manager of this uh, of these guys, and uh, he has his piece. One, two, three kid has his piece, and then Sid Vicious gets on the mic and he goes. He's looking very serious. He's like, I'm not going to like this, Marty. I'm not going to enjoy doing this to you. I'm not going to enjoy doing this to you. And, and one, two, three kid just is like, Sid, what are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? And he, Sid just keeps going, I'm not, I'm not going to enjoy this, Marty. I'm not going to enjoy this. And then he just does the worst fake laugh ever. <laughs> I am gonna enjoy it, Marty. I am gonna enjoy beating you up, and then the promo was over. And I just loved it. <laughs> it's crazy. It's Sid. He's crazy. I love the idea of yeah. one, two, three kid and Marty Jannetty wrestling one another. Two guys who are are famous because they basically <laughs> they're surrounded by guys who are a lot who are a lot more famous than them. True. You know what? I, I got to say this, though. I remember it was probably around 90, 91, where the, at that point he was called the Lightning Kid, made his debut at uh, Global Wrestling in Texas. And, um, you know, back then, high-flying style wasn't a big thing. And uh, that's what that's what he was doing. He was a very cruiserweight kind of thing. And... Um, I do remember when he debuted uh, a few months later uh, for for Vince, and he was being used as enhancement talent at first. I really thought that I was afraid that that was just going to be his lot in life. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't uh, didn't One Two Three Kid and Jerry Lynn have some really good matches um, in, uh, in in a, in one of the territories? That would have been in global. That would have been in Texas. Global. Yeah. That was yeah. That was uh, that was uh, Joe Pettacino, uh Eddie Gilbert booked out there. Bruce Pritchard, you know, Brother Love was working out there. I mean, they actually had a good roster. I mean, their roster had Mick Foley. It had Eddie Gilbert. Um, they brought back. I'll, I'll give uh, this to. I'll give this to you, Jamar. I still remember when you had to put up signs when you were the uh, RA of First Floor Pharaoh, and you had to put up signs for muster, and you used pictures of uh, Paul Bearer and said, oh, yes, there's muster tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. You guys have have mentioned successfully, like, in the last ten minutes, last five minutes, some of the ugliest people to ever wrestle, which leads us into a perfect transition to the number one show of all time. The You So Ugly, Mr. Potato Head Dumpsky edition, where we broke down the top ugliest celebrities of all time. (laughs) Uh, Our dear fans, we we break... 
one of our meanest lists ever. And that's our now that's a show. That's a list that Terry Gordy could have been in. Ugly man. Over fifteen hundred lists, by the way. Very nice. People like the negative ones. I'm telling you. You guys always kind of crap on that when I bring them up, but people like the, uh, By the, way, I'm gonna go the ahead, negative stuff. I'm going to go ahead and mention all the nominees for the uh, Reba Little Award, and then we can let you guys just talk about whatever, and then we can announce. That way I don't have to interrupt you guys again. But uh, Peyton Ezell, Ray Reynolds, Jay Marr, Charles Sanders, Nathan Elrod, Ben Hayes, and Luke from Vietnam are all nominees <laughs> for the Reba Little Caller of the Year. And we'll announce that before we go off the air. So there you go, fellas. Well, and we haven't okay. talked much yeah. about the top moments of 2015, but whatever. <laughs> hey, whatever. <laughs> Plenty of time. Look, at, at the end of the day, I'm about to have to go because my voice is about shot. I've been, like I said, right. I've been sick all week. Jamar, give us a pat on the back. Wish us a happy anniversary, and we'll 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 get you out of here. All right, happy anniversary, guys! You rock. Seriously, I will. I will Thank try buddy. to make my presence known on this show more. Thank you, sir. Please do. We appreciate you. All right. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? All right. All right. I'm gone. Have- <laughs> Leave it to Jamar to still have something to say after he says he's gone. But you know what? We cut you off, Jamie. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, boys, 2015, come and gone. I'm glad it's over, personally. On to number 30 for me. Number six for the show. On to number 30. Yeah. Mm. I think probably, I don't know, I think tied for top moments in 2015 for me would be when we showed up to Ben Hayes' house at midnight and shot him with water guns. And uh, the time we visited our adoring, our adoring fans at the ASW back in the summer. Oh, man. Who didn't even know it was us? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it takes a little <laughs> bit of the effectiveness away when they don't actually realize that the people harassing them are actually the people harassing them. Yes. But, oh, man. It's a, it, but you know what? It's almost... It's almost it's almost beautiful in, in the fact that we don't think they're very smart to begin with, and then they go and prove it. <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, what are you going to do? Buzz, what are you going to do? Top moment for you, 2015. Top moment Buzz for me? Buzz and Travis oh, show moment. Man. I mean... So many to choose from. Uh, the fact that Don Mateo actually stayed the entire time that he said he was going to this time uh, he visited me was nice. Um, but I think we got. Yeah, here's another guilt trip. Take a shot when Don Mateo feels disrespected. Um, <laughs> no, uh, probably the uh, the sign in the crew at at Bush Stadium. Uh, minus Don Mateo, but subbed in with uh, old uh, Whitney herself. So there you the go. sign we got the we got the sign on the big screen at the uh, at the game. So I can't ask for much more it's than cool. that. My uh, my year peaked on July fifth, even though the Cardinals lost that day. Yeah, 
And definitely, uh, the definitely. Fourth, we, we floated around the water park asking questions and figured out just how dumb people are. As though we I told my boy Debo. I I told my boy Debo about that tonight, and I was like, we asked people on the Fourth of July when was the Declaration of Independence signed, and most of them had no earthly idea. Don, top 2015 moment, man. Uh, definitely, absolutely, Bradley's birthday party. Could It was epic in so many ways. Oh, yeah. yeah had had epic fails, epic successes. I'll say uh, what was an epic great. fail. Do you guys remember the clothes that I was wearing to that? I, I apparently, you know, I woke up and, and was colorblind because I didn't, not one piece of clothing that I was wearing matched. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. You didn't notice or we didn't notice. Oh, I noticed. Ow. But it was, by the time I noticed, I was already out of the house and I felt like garbage the rest of the day. I'm like, gosh, I look like an idiot in front of all these rednecks. Yeah. I I Which often like, say this, yeah. but this time I truly mean it. That seems like yesterday. That party seems so recent Indeed. to me. Indeed. It's been almost a year. It's pushing a year now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, unbelievable. Truly. Unfreaking yeah, believable. I, I mean, going back to the baseball game, I mean, my first Cardinals game at Bush Stadium. Hey. First Cardinals game ever. Doesn't get doesn't get much better than that. You know, I I spent a lot of time complaining about how crappy my year was when I really look back at it. It's been a good year. <laughs> you know, I got you to go down to you guys a couple of times. Uh Travis, you yeah. and Whitney came up here to see me. Don, you came up here to see me. You know, when did that ever happen? <laughs> I took a trip to Atlanta to see the Braves. Yes. You know, and the Braves lost, which is good for me because you know how much I. I <laughs> this year is the year of uh, me loving Native Americans. So. <laughs> you know, that's everything I've done in my life and condensed it down into one day. It looks decent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Oh, man. Don, your top, your top five promos. <laughs> well, I know uh, Macho Man comes to mind. Definitely Macho Man. Ooh. In fact, he could oh, take a good one. Can't believe I forgot. Classic. About him. He could take, uh, especially referencing the, for example, the cream. Always, he takes a little cup of creamer, just a little cup of creamer yeah. coffee, coffee creamer, and uses it as a great. He uses it for a whole promo. The cream always rises to the top, and he just he takes it and runs with it. It's a perfect, like a sermon sort of. He he did it perfectly. Ultimate Warrior. No, Mike. That's that's definitely no. <laughs> Sorry. Beautiful. You know, entertaining for the time does not hold up well today. It doesn't hold up well. Are you crazy? <laughs> no, but he was. No, I I think it holds up. <laughs> I really do. Well. Yeah, it does. I suppose if you're looking at it from a guy who, who, if you look at guys who always liked it, I, ne- I never didn't care for them. Still don't. Amusing. Don't get me wrong. They're funny because it's just wow, this guy is out of his mind. 
Who is this again? That'd be the warrior. Oh, oh the warrior. Well, the war- warrior promos don't hold up over time. I thought you said Macho Man promos don't hold up over time. No, 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 no. I was talking about the warrior. Ultimate Warrior. How's it going? Okay, I thought you were. I thought you had just completely lost your mind. No, why would I say that? No, I would just. Com- I'd have been, I'd have been I don't know. Undercutting. Why would you say that? I would have been undercutting my point. Definitely. Not. No. Would you? Would, would you still disagree? Do you think the Warriors hold up over time? No. <laughs> not really. Oh man. <laughs> not really. And if I'm being honest, Paul Heyman's. He, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. Cause just, yeah. I need I need to watch more of his. Mostly the Brock Lesnar, the Lesnar Undertaker feud promo that really oh. put me on the radar for his. Uh, just the way he sold that. Uh, I need to I need to start looking at more of his. Just like I need to look at more Dusty Rhodes. You know, admittedly. Dusty Rhodes. Uh, I'll yeah. tell you what. I I may be partial to Dusty Rhodes because of his. Uh, because of the work he did on color commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So perhaps my 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 um, thoughts on Dusty Rhodes are a bit skewed because of that, but still, one fine combo. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh... I can't. I mean, I can't fault. Like I said, I just haven't experienced it enough to to make a sound judgment on it. And I'd, I'd be tempted to. Uh, Bobby Heenan. You know, Jmar made a great point about Bobby Heenan. I need to see more of yeah. his promos. But uh, commentary. You know, people say Jr. and all and, and Lawler. I, I gotta say Heenan. I'd forgotten how funny that guy was. He's oh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant heel commentator. Oh yeah. By the way, we're probably going to run out of time pretty soon. Um, you want to go ahead and announce the uh, caller of the year there, Fuzz? I need to announce it. You announce it. I don't even know who the winner is, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's always been the debate. By the way, I sent you all an interesting article that could be stupid news if it wasn't so inappropriate into your Facebook inboxes. I'm hoping that that's fake and completely uh, not real, but, you know, Whatever. Whatever. Um, the, the 2015 Reba Little Caller of the Year is not Cody Dunsmore, but it is. Are you ready? Ready. Oh, I'm You're ready. ready. You sure about that? I'm ready. Ready as I'll ever be. Jeremy Marshall, everybody. Jeremy Marshall. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Jeremy Marshall. Caller of the year. (laughs) Reba Little Caller of the year. We will send the the award to the calligrapher who will send that directly to you, J-Mark, in Stockton, California. Right. Congratulations. Brilliant. A prestigious award. I wish you could have called in to uh, accept this award, but you had to go. 
He was in such a hurry. Right. Guys, like, 2015, everybody, closing it out, Fuzz and Travis show style. We're under Beautiful. 24 hours away from 2016. Any bold predictions before we shut it down? <laughs> I got a bold prediction. As soon as the show's over, I'm going to TCB the likes of which uh, has never been seen. And to quote an Internet uh, phenomenon, consequences will never be the same. It was my voice and JR's biting political commentary that sent us to the toilet for the last time. Oh, man. <laughs> the last time. Uh, Don, a 2016 uh, prediction. Oh. The Buzz and Travis show will be back and better than ever. <laughs> the bar hasn't it's been fine. set very high. <laughs> we all die in a terrible my accident. Soul. Yes. Uh, my bold prediction for 2016 is that for the first three weeks or longer, I will not put down 2016, but 2015 on everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. And that oh, time man. has come, gentlemen. I... To... Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? You guys yes, ready for the it. outro? No, I'm ready. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul.